You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back here on Inside Black and Gold, I gave Steve Jeller... (laughs) Jeller. I gave Steve Geller the night off. I'm Jeff Nowak, WWL Digital Sports Producer, and we still have our guests from Views from Mint Street podcast, another Odyssey special, and uh, from the fan upstate in Greenville, South Carolina, Rob Brown, Lonzo Reitzel, and we're going to get into the X-Factors, the players that could make or break this game on the Panthers' side that the Saints are going to have to account for. Rob, who would be your first pick as an X-Factor for the Panthers in this game? Well, I I think the first one is pick your defensive pass rusher here, right? I mean, it could be Brian Burns, but I think Derek Brown is the guy. Derek Brown's a guy that, you know, he's a first-round pick. He's a guy that the last couple of weeks, really coming into the season, took a lot of grief from Panthers fans because he wasn't necessarily putting up the numbers that you would expect out of a first-rounder. The last two weeks, Derek Brown has been really good I mean really good both as a pass rusher and as a run stuffer in the interior of the line I think against obviously a multi-dimensional offense like New Orleans can be as we saw last year before Jameis got hurt I think having that versatility at the inside point of attack is is huge and Derek Brown's been that guy for us so far this year so I would put his name up at the top of that list uh, and then, and, and this is this is what interested me. If you go back and look at the uh, passing defensive stats by team in the NFL, the team that is giving up the fewest yards per attempt in the league right now is the Carolina Panthers. Now, granted, the two quarterbacks we've been up against were Daniel Jones and Jacoby Brissett, so not exactly a murderer's row of QBs in the NFL, but. We are keeping teams right now 
at under 4.4 yards per completion at this point, which leads me to believe that defensively, uh, we need a big showing from a couple of guys. I would say J.C. Horn is at the top of that list. I suspect he's going to be the guy that's pressed into duty against Michael Thomas and goes one-on-one in the situations where we're playing man up. He He was exceptional last year before his leg blew up. He's been good this year, though not necessarily standout. I would also keep an eye on Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods is is a really interesting pick at the strong safety spot, not because he's uh, an elite ball hawk, but he's a big contact guy, right? Like if Xavier Woods is in your neck of the woods when you catch the the football, Xavier Woods is going to put a pop on you and turnovers become real around Xavier Woods. So I would say D Brown, JC Horn and Xavier Woods on the defensive side of the ball on the offensive side of the ball. uh, I'm interested to see what Chuba Hubbard does this week because McCaffrey was out. I know I'm saying this when Lonzo's shaking his head because he's like, you took my guy, but no, 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 that's not it. I'm just waiting to get to talk, but that's normally what I have to do. You go go right ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm going Chuba Hubbard only because Chuba Hubbard got effectively removed from the game last week after fumbling the open kickoff. And I still do not understand why. I hope he earns his way back onto the field offensively. That is that a shift to the other half, the better half, I might say, of the yeah. views from Mint Street Podcast. Lonzo writes, so who are your X Factors? Yeah, I'm I'm a little more precise. And, and you said a couple. A couple to me is two. You went three. A couple is two. You go above and beyond, Lonzo. You know that. He is the X Factor of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, so let's go to the other side of the ball and go to someone we've talked about a bunch on the podcast and on the air, and that's Shai Smith. Uh, Shai Smith is kind of – he's unknown everywhere else except for the Panthers. He's really shown in in training camp, and uh, he's returning punts now, and he dropped some obvious balls. You talked about how how Baker's accuracy is down. A lot of that has to do with balls right in the hands of receivers and them going, "Ah, I don't want that. I don't I don't want to catch that. Shai Smith did that last week. I think he had a touch of the nerves. He got hurt on one of his punt returns, and I think he got a little shaky. But this is a guy who, when he catches the ball, can do really good things with it, and I think he's a guy who has a chance uh, to shine this week. And I'm only going to go with one since Rob won. You can keep so going. We another one. Do it. We're no, fine. no, we're good. We're good. We're good. You know, I, I'm glad you brought up Shai Smith because when I was wa- – I didn't get to watch the Giants-Panthers game live because they are playing at the same time as the Saints, and I was on the field for that one, uh, which makes it kind of difficult to keep Humble track brag. of the game. Humble brag. Humble brag. that The Saints got toasted at home again. <laughs> but, you know, Shai, when I was re-watching this, the Giants-Panthers, uh, Shai Smith was a name that just kept – kept being said like you kept hearing his name and i do think that's interesting for a guy who you just don't know about but he's making an impact on games and he clearly is a target that baker likes there's also a shy on the saints his name's shy tuttle so this has got a shy on shy thing going on but i do one question i have when it comes to the panthers is i feel like this is a team that is built to attack downfield which is why i thought it was odd that baker would be the guy and it probably was just kind of a product of his availability in terms of, you know, he wouldn't be the guy you start this team with because I don't think Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore necessarily make sense with his skill set because he's never been a guy that really pushes the ball downfield unless I'm mistaken. So I am curious, how do you think that's going to be a part of this game plan where you're you're actually trying to stress a defense over the top? Because I don't think that's been, that's definitely not something he did in Cleveland. 
Well, uh, as far as that goes, uh, if you look, there have been a couple of really long pass plays already. It's a matter of Baker staying upright in the first game. You know, that was that was a game of emotion. That's something he had to deal with. The the Cleveland he something he said was taken out of context. The Cleveland guys used that as fuel. They wanted to get back there and hit him, and they did. Not with malice. I mean, they could have tried to hurt him. They didn't do that, but they got back there on him. And uh Icky and the offensive line did a whole lot better last week. If he has time, he's going to hit those guys, especially Robbie Anderson, who's starting to use him across the middle, fairly deep across the middle, but deep across the middle. And these guys, they don't have to be hit with the really deep ball because they're really good after the catch. It's just a matter of getting them the ball. And uh, so I, I think he fits fine with what they're doing right now. And, you know, there's always the draft next year. I'm, I'm going to. Where there's some really good quarterbacks that can throw really deep. I'm I'm going to agree with Lonzo, uh, maybe for a different Surprise! reason, but he's right. I know, shocking. Uh, he is correct in this. Uh, it is a team that gives you the image of being built to throw deep, though it's not really. They are built around Christian McCaffrey. They have been for years. Uh, and, and again, I don't think McCaffrey needs to touch the ball to still be built around McCaffrey, but they are a team that is built as a more utilitarian offense. Now, they are also a team that is built if you give them vertical space, they will absolutely take advantage of it, right? We've seen that in both games so far. If you give specifically Robbie Anderson uh, any sort of room vertically, he's going to stretch the field, and Baker can put a long ball down if he's got the time to establish a, a base and, and throw the rock. They can go vertical, but I think there is a, the, the Saints are a team that wants to beat you at the point of – excuse me, the Panthers are a team that's going to want to beat the Saints – at the point of attack, they're a team that's going to want to stretch you horizontally with McCaffrey. Uh, Ian Thomas has really come into his own as a as a route-running quarterback. Doesn't have as many targets as, frankly, he could or should right now. But he had that big 50-yard catch down the, stream, uh, down the seam against Cleveland that almost broke that game wide open for Carolina. So you're talking they about Ian Thomas, the tight end? Yes, the tight yeah, end. Okay. Uh, yeah. they, the, the tight end. Uh, had a 50-yard catch against Cleveland. I almost broke that game open. They are a team that is designed to beat you, certainly up around that front seven. And then when they lull you into that false sense of security, go over the top and get you. Uh, the, the problem is, like I said, it takes time for that vertical route to establish. And it's not that the offensive line is playing poorly. It's not as good as I'd like it to be or good as I think it will for a team that's gelling. Baker's just got to get more confident in the pocket, and I'm hoping that another couple of weeks familiarizing himself with Ben McAdoo's playbook uh, and the offensive line he's playing behind will do that. I keep forgetting that Ben McAdoo is the offensive coordinator. As someone who watched a lot of Giants games uh, during the, the the dark years, um, which are still ongoing. Uh, yeah, but, he, but Ben, ben yeah. McAdoo gets a bad rap, Jeff. I, tell me if I'm wrong. Let me phrase that. Tell me if I'm wrong here. When Ben McAdoo was the offensive coordinator for the Giants, they, he they took good. over, yep. and the Giants were like 31st in the NFL in offensive efficiency. The second year, they were like 14th, and the third year, they were like 7th. McAdoo went and got himself a head coaching job, and he Because he was good, right. Right. That's right. that's what people forget about. Like he doesn't get that head coaching job if he wasn't outstanding as yeah. the offensive coordinator. And Eli Manning had some of his best years with Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator. So I'm not I'm not trashing Ben McAdoo the OC. I'm trashing Ben McAdoo the head coach because he oh, was yeah. terrible. Which it was is like, terrible, what is that? But... What, what bus driver do you have out there calling plays? Because it's not great. Um, but 
no, he, he's he, he and Steve Spagnuolo are two of the two of the the assistant coaches that keep coming up. I I keep seeing them everywhere, um, and and you know they were they were good coaches, and it's interesting. Um, one thing that you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't realize. Rob here has actually more Saints stuff in the background of his set set there than I do. All I don't, have don't is a Michael anybody. Thomas like little uh, you know Funko head here. Tell so you're you're from New Orleans originally, or what, what were you saying? Yeah, I'm I'm originally from New Orleans. My family still lives in New Orleans. I took this job in Greenville, South Carolina, two and a half years ago, uh, and have been up here ever since. And uh, man, I I love it here. Greenville is absolutely spectacular. Carolina fans have been great to me. The Panthers fans up here. It's kind of interesting being in a spot where you have so much coverage of a divisional rival of the team that you grew up loving. But the Panthers fans have been spectacular. They're great fans, if not a very frustrated fan base, and understandably so. But I have loved covering this team up here. I will be at the game on Sunday, as a matter of fact, because, uh, you know, I, I I am now between my two favorite NFL football teams, the one that I grew up with and the one I get paid to cover. Uh, and I'm I'm very very excited about it. So Sunday's gonna be a Sunday's gonna be a very good game. Uh, and 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 I'm I even think Lonzo's going skybox because he's a haughty uh, one percenter. Fancy. Well, I'm curious when I'm looking down on you, what jersey you're gonna be wearing? <laughs> you can have one of those like cut down the middle. No, you no, you can't do that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, uh, uh, whose mom was it that that has like she goes to like two NFL games every week and she like she'll watch the Sunday afternoon and then it's fly the- to the Oh, I think it's the Diggs mom. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Stephen know her name, Trayvon but I know Diggs it's mom. Trayvon. I'm going to have Diggs one of those mom. jerseys that's half and half right down the middle. Right. One uh, side, it's going to say birth, and the other, it's going to say pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is funny because we kind of went opposite directions. I didn't grow up in Myrtle Beach, but I lived in Myrtle Beach for four years and then came down here. Then you started down here and went up there. Anyway, so let's just close this out again. I'm talking to Rob Brown and Alonzo Reitzel from the Views from Mint Street podcast. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I do have to ask, is this the week the longest active losing streak in the NFL ends? Do you think that the Panthers pull this out? And well, what's your score prediction? I'll start with you, Lonzo. Yeah, he wants me to go first because he's going to go opposite of what I say. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I, I, I wish I wish I knew for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Carolina winning by a field goal since they've lost by one the last two weeks. I'm going to go 24, 21 Carolina. Listen, you, you you mentioned it, and what what Jeff kind of felt like a bit of a personal dig, but we'll let that go. It it is the longest active losing streak. It is a fact, no matter how mean spirited you may have meant it as. Uh, we we have not won a home game in a year. At some point, the law of averages says you will, even if you're a really bad team. That being said, uh, as 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 much as we can sit here and talk about Carolina, I really don't know who the Saints are as a team yet, right? I mean, look, you went up to Atlanta, uh, an Atlanta team that, in fairness, gave the L.A. Rams all they wanted and a little bit more in the fourth quarter of Week 2, but a Falcons team that is 0-2. And speaking of long field goals, the Saints needed one to sneak out of Atlanta with a W they frankly probably didn't deserve. And then last week, the closer we got down to the end of the fourth, uh, for whatever reason, New Orleans just kind of melted down against Tampa. That being said, I don't I, I don't know what they are. Um, Jameis is back. Really, how bad is it, right? Like, he played last week with four freaking fractures in his back. There's a big question mark about that. I may surprise Lonzo on this one, but I actually do think Carolina can and will win this football game. Uh, I, I think that the defensive front for Carolina, it basically comes down to me 
to stop Alvin Kamara, right? Because Jameis last week was putting balls in the air, and Carolina's defensive backfield is one of the most unappreciated backfields in the NFL, and I'm fine with that. Keep it a secret. Let QBs keep getting brave against us. The numbers are going to be there. Uh, stop Kamara, put it all on the shoulders of Jameis Winston, and let's have a little fun in the defensive backfield. Uh, I am also going to go Panthers. And for the record, Alonzo will tell you, I am not afraid to pick against the Panthers. I have done it three times uh, in the last three games, including back to week 17 of last year. That being said, this is Matt Rule's last chance. I, I was looking at tickets earlier. The bank is going to be rocking on Sunday. If they lose, it won't be next Sunday. But the Panthers fans are going to give them one more shot at home. Uh, I am going to go Panthers, although it's a lower score. I'm going to play to Matt Rule's uh, Matt Rule stat here. I am going to go 21-17. Carolina gets the win over New Orleans. The, so are they still doing that like weird like virtual reality like Panther that jumps off the, don't, the top don't, of the score? Don't, don't be a hater, Jeff. Don't be a hater. You know it's cool. You know you like it. Don't be a hater. It was frightening the first time I saw it. I was like, what, what is happening? But no, yeah, I think one thing that, that you're not going to get for the Saints this year going in is uh, you're not going to be surprised by that. I think, I think last year, a big part of that game in week two, the Saints did not expect the type of game they got. They did not expect the pass rush they got. They were completely flummoxed by the zone blitz schemes. There was one point in that game that the Panthers ran the same blitz three plays in a row, and it got home all three times. Like they, they just had nothing. So I think that this time around, you're going to get a much more motivated Saints team because you know I was talking to Deuce McAllister about this, and it's like one thing you definitely don't want to do is to lose a game right before an eight-hour flight to London. You know, so this is going to be a very motivated team. I, I get your. It's a good question. How much can Jameis do? It's a good question. You know, will Alvin? You say you have to stop Alvin Kamara. I don't know how how much run he's going to get. He's still dealing with a rib injury that kept him out last week. So I think it's going to be a close game. These division games are always tough. And like you mentioned, Atlanta, I think we we have been sleeping on Atlanta being a better team than we expected them to be. I think that offense with Marcus Mariota in there works. But you know, I think if you're Jameis and you're the Saints, you better win this game <laughs> because you're going to have some tough questions to answer if you don't. So that's the only reason I'm going to lean toward them. And like you said, you've, you've gotten comfortable picking against the Panthers. Well, it's, you have to. Otherwise, you're going to be wrong every week. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I mean, it's just reality. They haven't wow. lost a game. And I mean, if you pick the Panthers you in the last you nine weeks, you're going to be 0-9. You're home and then you godfather us like that. Man. <laughs> oh, you know, I've, I've been, I'm a Giants fan, man. I, I, I've, I have no sympathy. I have no sympathy whatsoever. But... All right, again, it's been Rob Brown, Lonzo Wright, so it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us on Inside Black and Gold. Make sure to check out their podcast, Views from Mint Street, on the Odyssey app, podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, all the casts. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. You got it.